Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is a show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And um, uh, good news. Good news? Yeah. I got a new laptop. Oh, yes. It, this is the first podcast we recorded on my new MacBook Pro something something Max. Uh, Max M2. M2 Max. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Really great stuff. Still getting used to the new computer. But, you know, it's a, a smooth transition. Good. Every seven years or seven and a half years or whatever it is, I get myself a new MacBook Pro. Yes. So much money. Thank you very much to all our Patreon supporters. Um, if you'd like to uh, uh, retroactively help pay for this new um, uh, most expensive thing that I buy every year. Well, we did buy a house since the last time that I got a laptop. Yes, so, so that category doesn't count anymore. Yes, quite, but anyway, <laughs> head over to uh, patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge. We're looking for 100 Patreons by the end of the month. Not to benefit you guys, for uh, SFBRP listeners, it's a juggling project that we're hoping to do at the EJC, the European Juggling Convention this year don't know why i'm talking about this anyway patreon.com forward slash luke Burge, if you'd like to support the sfbrp we always love support any news on your end um um ah uh, no not nope. really okay. i don't think so i mean i have done some more concerts again oh, which yeah. is nice uh i'm back to i mean not back to work i'm working yeah, as yeah. always and, as, uh, as normal as yeah. normal and uh, so on my last work trip yeah i listened to this audiobook that we're going to talk about today okay it's called the spear cuts through water a novel. Fun. Uh, that's the the subtitle here on on the um, yeah on the Audible page by Simon Jimenez, okay. spelled Jimenez. Yes. Simon Jimenez, and uh, we've talked about one of his books before. I do remember something with birds. Yes, it's birds. called. Let me have a look here. It was called um, the Vanished Birds. Right. And uh, when I started listening to this the the book they talk about, it, so I just want to go a little loop background here. Okay. I was like, hey. I know that I've read a previous book by him, but I was like, I don't remember anything about it. Like, I was like, I don't remember which... It wasn't that, to be honest, it wasn't that I didn't remember anything about it. It's I couldn't picture which book The Vanished <laughs> yeah. Birds was. So yes. um, while I uh, was, you know, listening to this book, I was like, oh, let me just go. And I was in Napoli. I was in Italy. Okay. And I was like, well, let me just download the SFBRP episode about The Vanished Birds. That's a clever so, way of getting So I downloaded to know it, the book started listening, and I was like, oh, it's this book. And it all came back to me. Like, I just had to remember which book it was. And... Um, um, okay. And uh, it's a weird one because it starts off with sort of like a like a short story, like a, like a, almost a novella length short story, setting okay. stuff up. Right. And then it's like, all right, now that's out the way. Here's the real story with this other set of characters over here, or like yeah. a small character in this one now becomes the main character in the main section of the novel. Okay. Uh, same thing happens in in this book. The spear cuts through water. Right. It starts off with that's a, his format. Yeah, it's just his format. It starts off with a chapter. I, I started and it was called before, and I was like, okay. Like, like a, a prologue or a prelude or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it was two hours. So it was a t one chapter, which was two hours of audiobook just called Before. And how long is the book in total? It's 17 hours or something in total. Okay. So the Before section is a, like, almost like a, like, not just a short story. It feels like a really chunky f short story yeah. about, you know, the, how the world works and how everything's set up. Okay. And then at the end of it, it goes, all right. And now the rest of this story is going to be set over five days. 
Yes. And I looked at the chapter listings at that point and I was like, yeah, it's called, it's like day one morning, <laughs> yeah. day one midday, day one afternoon, day one night. Yes. And then day two um, dawn, day two midday, you know, and it yeah. goes through like, I was like, all right, yeah, five days ready to go, like on this book. So it's quite funny to, ha- that that seems to be like one thing that these two books have in common is that there's like a, like a short story that kicks it off and then you get to the end of it and like, okay, now put aside all of that and mm. these two minor characters mm-hmm. who were mentioned in that are now the main character for the rest of the book yeah okay Um, and so that's it so also it says here uh this is about episode 430 so 100 almost what we up to now we're up to 519 so you know quite quite a while ago when did we record this one yeah 2020 so yeah yeah. it looks like from judging from this picture it looks like uh i uh, enjoyed this book we both read it. We both talked about it. And yeah. I know that you have no memory of this at all. No. Nope. And it says, Luke and Juliana talk about The Vanished Birds by Simon Jimenez. How it's satisfyingly unsatisfying and a bit about if Hyperion is worth reading again. Because the, the, <laughs> the opening short story in The Va- uh, uh, the Vanished Birds yeah. was like, oh, this just reminds me of that time delay short story or section in um, Hyperion, you know, where one person keeps coming back. Um, like backwards and forwards to a planet. Yes. So the person on the planet is aging really uh, yeah, slowly. Yeah. yeah. No. No. They're, no it, they're faster than yeah, the yeah. other person. One person is aging yes. faster than the other ones. And the beginning of the Vanished Birds is like that story, like kind of story again. Okay. Um. Anyway, put that aside. So, uh, how it's satisfyingly unsatisfying. All right. I've realised I made notes about this podcast, and I've and but I made them two days ago, so now I have to go over and open my notes. So. Uh, Yes. Um, oh, yeah. So it's a story over five okay. days. So now we're coming back to the so book. So I'm just going to put you... aside, just just keep in mind, um, a satisfyingly unsatisfying story right. by Simon Jimenez. Okay. Where he's like taking the tropes or the ideas, what you would normally find in science fiction, and mm-hmm. then going, yeah, but what would that be like in the real world? Or what would it be <laughs> like if actual humans were doing this rather than cartoon characters were doing this? Okay. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Um, it, that's the one that at the end, someone gets like a superpower that they can transport through time and uh, and at the end of the book you're like and now they're going to become a hero and they're going to go around and solve people's problems it's like no a corporation gets hold of him and takes his blood and parts of him and spreads him out into all these different ships and then those ships can fly so he becomes like a transport network he becomes the technology underlying a transport network okay like a totally against his will as a slave you know his body is just being Aww. broken down bit by bit anyway, you remember, remember that story anyway mild spoilers for the end of that book <laughs> if you think everyone's going to get a happy ending people... but this is the vanished birds yeah this is the vanished so okay let's let's put that aside i just want to say that <laughs> it's it one gets of, quite confusing okay put everything aside the vanished birds except okay. that it's you know unsatisfyingly no satisfyingly, satisfyingly unsatisfying. unsatisfying like it's somebody going all oh, right now if this was a normal story and we were doing this trope this was how it would pay off okay and simon jimenez is like and if but if actual you know if this was actually a real world you know yeah, yeah we got that now we're going to the next oh, okay. the book oh, like, okay. we've so done uh <laughs> so this is a story set over five days and it's set in a fantasy world kind of but it's also set in like but, but some parts of the story is set not in modern day but like say early 20th century time when there's like electricity is becoming more popular okay. but there's still steam trains and stuff and it's about somebody no, like hearing this story from their father and grandfather yeah. and they live in a different time and a different place who lives the grandfather no 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 it, which let me say it this way there's a fantasy story that's set hundreds and hundreds of years in the past that's Maybe being that, told that's being told yeah 
but we're we're getting that story but also we're getting like a frame story which is a young man being told or remembering this story being told this story by his grandmother and his father yes but they don't live in the same place and they don't live in the same time because their family like moved away you know it's sort of like oh our family comes from i don't know bulgaria or whatever okay. and, but now we live in paris okay and here's what it was like back in the old days you know and back in you know we were once a rich family and we had you know power and money and wealth but now we don't live in there anymore we're just over here in this other place yes or whatever and that's and, the story that the grandparents and, and the, the father the, told yeah and the grandparents are saying oh here's our here's the story that goes all the way back to the, the, our past you okay. know whatever yeah but not really but that's kind of like a frame device okay anyway so but but the fan main the main core of the story is this fantasy story yeah that's going on and it's in a world where um some gods existed and some gods fell to earth yeah and then there's like lots of ritual cannibalism in this book and the way that you gain powers is by eating the bodies of people or uh, things or parts of people who have magical powers or like these godlike powers and so what happened is that someone ate the god or something and then she gave birth to uh to a son and then the son gave birth to three more sons so there's an emperor and says that the, the the mother of the emperor, who's locked up in a in a dungeon somewhere because she's too powerful, and then there's the son, who's then the emperor, and the emperor has three three sons. They're called the three terrors, oh. and you know there's and they've each as we go through the book we work out like what each of their you know their main main things is each their of their main, terrors yeah well, how how they're how they're a terror the first one the first is it the first terror. Uh, yeah, the first terror is um, he's he's got like uh, like super like uh, superpower. Well, not so much superpowers, but he's got powers where he's very vicious and he goes out and he's the fighting one. Hmm. So he goes out and he's got swords and he then also has lots of sons uh, called the peacocks because they all have peacocks tattooed on their faces. Okay. And so he's got like, the, and their their superpower their their powers are kind of watered down, so they're pretty much humans, but, but they're they very don't, vicious. They don't eat. No, they don't. The, 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 the cannibalism being, is, is a small part of it. It, it's it explained starts in the with book. the cannibal, and then it goes by yeah, genetics. Yeah. By, by then, by then, by inheritance, I guess. Right. Then, and then there's two other sons. One which has got some kind of like mind control powers, and the other one which is, you know, later on, which is like very physical, but like, uh, like innocent in a way, sort of like a big, like, oh no, I'm a big guy, and he's more, he's more of a monster in a in a physical sense, but right. like less so in a, he's a vicious, he's not, a, he's not a terrible person. Yes, he's just a, you know, he's the, he's the big misunderstood monster, right. or whatever at the end. Um, so yeah. And then there's also a turtle network. No, sorry, a tortoise network. So what happened what? is a, a tortoise ate a bit of a god oh. <laughs> and then gave birth to lots of other tortoises and they've got like this telepathic network communications network going on. So if you've got a tortoise in your tower, you can then like via the tortoise, you can ask it questions and then it will ask questions of all its tortoises. Ah. And then the tortoises will like telepathically communicate with the humans around them and then telepathically communicate between them. Anyway, this is all kind of all revealed in this first section of the book and so i was like the... what's why are they carrying a tortoise around like what are the t- oh tortoise network ah okay tortoise yeah. network right. right i get okay. it so that's their little uh communications device 
Yeah. So once you get through this opening section, which is the story of like setting up this, you know, the before section, which okay. is setting up and the first terror is going to go off and meet up with someone at this gate and there. But then there's like all. But this is all like very like dystopian kind of like, you know, so it's dystopian uh, fantasy. Yes. Dystopian fantasy. <laughs> and then there's these rebels who are wanting to like, you know, murder. They want to murder the emperor and, you know, overthrow the government, overthrow this 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 royal family to get out from underneath them. Okay. That's the idea, anyway, right. and that's, and that's like, all the all the stuff that's in the in the story. That well, no, that's all set up there, and right. then the 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 rest of the book is how is this rebellion going? Yeah, is it good to go up against these like godlike beings and all the all the peacocks and the terrors and the emperor and the, all the other kind of stuff? Right. Into this comes our two main characters, Kima, who is a one-armed man. And he is Kima from the Dwarish tribe or, or something like that. Let's say Dwarish. I can't remember. Yeah. And uh, and he's at the, one of these towers where one of these rebellion is being fermented. Okay. Fermented? Fermented. Is it fermented or fermented? Uh-oh. Oh, fermenting uh, is some, like, if you have uh, put cabbage into no, a jar. No, that's fermenting. That's fermenting. So is it fermenting? I'm guessing. Oh, in I don't this, know. This is one of those egg corns that we saw the video context, about. Like fermenting doesn't make sense. Fermenting or fermenting? Oh, I don't know. I'm using a word. I shouldn't have used the word. Anyway, forget that. So something is forming. Something is something, forming. Something is uh, um, cementing itself. And Kima itself. is there. He's a one-armed man. He lost his arm in a mysterious thing that they don't actually talk about for a long time in the book. Right. Uh, why is he got one arm? But he's a very good fighter. And he says to the leader, uh, this the leader of the tower there, like, if there's anything that you can, do, if you anything that you want me to do, just tell me, mm. and I'll, you know, I'll do it for you because he's like been, like, he didn't have a job or anything. He, he was, doesn't have anything to lose. He doesn't have anything to lose. He was, you know, he lost his tribe. He's, you know, he's, you know, away from his tribe. Right. He's been working as a security guard, as a, you know, stuff for a while. He's very good at fighting, even though he's got one arm. And I have one question now, though. So uh, you're this talking about, yeah, yeah, this is Kima. Yeah. And is this now happening in our world in no, the 1920s? In the fantasy, no, this isn't the fantasy is still, world. Like I say, this, this is, is everything that's now in the world. fantasy world. Okay. Everything is in the fantasy okay. world. Fantasy I'll get back world. to that framing device later. Right, so okay. there's him. Yeah. And then uh, a coach comes through and and it's... Uh, and on like the coach, a bus? No, no, like a, a, a horse, uh, oxen. Oh, a uh, carriage. Yeah, carriage comes oh, through. Oh, okay. And the coach driver is June and he's wearing a mask. And June is also carrying a corpse. And we find out that the corpse that's in the back isn't actually a corpse, but it's a desiccated, slightly still alive body of the emperor's mother. Ah, oh, he, he got her out of the dungeon. Yeah, he was actually set to guard her. And it uh, turns out he's one of the peacocks. So he's actually the great grandson of... Uh, of he's one of the peacocks turned turned around well yeah because the the grandmother is like got superpowers you know she's got the, ah. she's got the mental abilities and she, over the time that he was guarding her for the few months she, she influenced him influenced him got ah. him out again this is given, huh. this is all this is all kind of explained in day one and day two in the right. book so. so i get it so the 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 two if you're like you're if you're not no if you are fighting the our shared enemy, I'm becoming yeah. your friend. This yeah, yeah. kind of like situation. Yeah, yeah. So, so what happens is that Kima and June uh, meet up as they go through. Yeah. And June's got one uh, mission. And yeah. then there's another mission, and then there's a third mission on top. Which again, it's it's about like carrying things and delivering things, which I'm not going to give away. But this is, you know, this there's because it, it reveals too much. But one thing involves a spear. One thing involves the dead grandmother or, or the dead mother uh, mother of the emperor, who isn't dead, but is like having magical powers and doing stuff. But each time she uses magic, she gets a little bit more dead. So it's sort of like okay. disturbing at the end. Right. Um, and also they're carrying in that thing a tortoise, and the tortoise is called defect because it's a tortoise who is a bit defective. 
stiff and he's also a passenger. <laughs> so it's Kima, the one-armed man who's a security guard, J- June, who is the coach driver who's carrying the dead body of the... A uh, not quite dead uh, body quite. of And then the Defect, mother. who is a um, an ill tortoise who is being delivered to... Th- that's another thing that, that, you know, it's like it's different cover stories. And yeah, and so that you have day, five days of Kima and Dune, June, sorry, not June, June, and Defect and other characters interacting as they go along, like as they have to get from point A to point B and then to C and then to D, and it takes five days for them to get there (laughs) and to have all their adventures on the way. And that is the book. Okay. Except on top of that, there's also lots of other crazy world building stuff. There's a big lake, which is like a crater lake. And I'm like, oh, is this where the god fell down? And the the, the god created ah. this crater. Okay. There's lots of barges, lots of action in water. There's apes. There's a whole ape society, which is kind of, they uh, come across these apes and they're like, oh, apes that are talking or like there's a whole ape society, but that's like off to the side of the humans. They're doing their own thing over there. So Just they also some ate some god flesh? Uh, yeah, well, that's all it. So this book is gruesome. This is, there is a lot of, like you say, deaths. There's lots of heads on spikes. There's lots of killing of children, but not like intentionally, just they're in the way. So like get rid of those. There's lots of, like you say, ritual cannibalism. There's torture, the disembodiment and disembowelment and disembodiment. No, dismemberment, I guess is what I'm saying. Things (laughs) being cut. All the disheadments. So that's all there as well. Hmm. On top of that. More on top. Well, the main thing that's on top of this is Simon Jimenez going, uh, oh, he's going, you know what I talked about before about literary dick swinging, where someone goes, right, I'm going to do something here, which is going to blow your mind. I'm going to have this frame story and then another, you know, all this frame story and frame story. And then we're going to go forward in time. Then we're going to go backwards in time. And the the people forward in time are going to influence the people backwards. You know, all this different kind of stuff. What was, where did I come up with literary dick swinging? Where where was I talking about? Was it talking about Samuel R. Delaney and uh, and some of his stuff? Yes. Where I'm like, ah, bring me, bring literary dick swinging, bring it on, you know. Um, yeah, I guess it was uh, the Einstein intersection or whatever some of those books were. But yes. I've talked about literary dick swinging before where people are you like... You so enjoy these two words. It's an unbelievable... It, it's like almost as if this like is coming over your tongue is like feels good in your mouth. it's a good phrase and it, it <laughs> wraps up what I want to say where someone's going, hey guys, hold it back. I'm going to get something out and we're going to measure. You know, it's like it's like that kind of stuff. It's like do you measure soft or do you measure her? It that's what it feels like. It's oh, come it's, on. it's it's no, but it's it's like it's when someone is going like I'm going to lean into this. It's like when someone says, "Ah, but you think you're clever, but what if I do this?" So oh, like, and that's going to bring in there. Oh, remember this character here and they're yeah. going to be they're going to be the same character, they're going to influence or they're going to the minds are linked or it's it's echoing through time. Right. All of these different literary devices that okay. you can use. So it's like a person that ha- literally comes up here's a, a box and then you open the box and then and then there's another box inside yeah, yeah, but yeah. then but then for some reason that box disappears no, or no, no, no. but it turns out that the first box was actually inside the it, second box it's yes. sort of like oh we're working in four dimensions here. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah we are working in four and dimensions included is an also russian dolls yeah 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 a russian doll but the the, the smallest <laughs> russian doll is you the know biggest. is actually you know whatever yeah. this thing over here you know what i mean i so, get it i get it so i'm trying to it's it's an analogy for saying like i can't explain like i could try to explain the literary dick swinging and the stuff that's good i could try to explain all the literary devices and all of the other kind of stuff but if i just say like so for example first person second person third person narrative 
Yeah. Like, I did this, and then that person did this, and then you get the second person, which is you do that. Yes. And so, like, at any, like, in any, like, three paragraphs in this book, you'll switch between first person, second person, and third person. Ooh. Because the first person stuff is... No, wait a second. Let me do it the other way around. Third person stuff is like, Jima did this. Uh, Ju- no, Kima did this. June did this. You know, that kind of stuff. So yeah. that's all being told that way. The the second person storytelling is all the stuff in the more modern day where someone's talking about it. Oh, you heard this from your grandfather and your father said that. And you did this. And then you went ah. there. And then the people came along and you wanted to sell them the carpet. And they weren't going to give you enough money. But you explained that this carpet was actually from this other place over there. Okay, and, it's and so. By, by seeing the pronouns, the the, the way that the, a person, yeah. the, the, the way it's talked about, Persons. we then know yeah, what, what, time, what fri- fr- time frame we're in. Oh, right, I see. On top of that, suddenly all the side characters speak, like their thoughts uh-huh. are inserted into the book in first person, like... So as someone's rolling through, or yeah. like say the, it happens like say when the, the first terror turns up and it's like, it's going to be, it's going to get bloody. Yeah. Sort of like, and I saw them arrive and you, it won't even, it would like mention a character. There's lots of people over and it'll just suddenly switch into first person from the point of view of one of these side characters over there. Okay. Not with a main character. So we don't get the internal monologues of the thing, but then they're saying like, oh, and I really had to get out of here because I saw their masks and I saw their tattoos and I knew it was bad. So I had to, you know, I decided to go upstairs and lock myself in. Right. Uh, but also you get this from, from other points of views. Like when someone is about to be killed, like, oh, a rock and they set the rocks down on top of us and I knew it was bad like yeah. and so you get their first person internal monologue yeah. up until the point where they die and then a little bit beyond and then it cuts away and just cuts back to the action in the third person again but that's a really great way of like literally zooming out from action and then seeing our main characters from a different yes, point you of see, view often that's really you'll clever. see the main characters and other action from the point of view of a side character yeah. but then there's other points where it goes even out wider so at one point someone finds some pornographic engraving of two guys like fondling each other's dicks or whatever it okay. was. And he's looking at it. And suddenly we get the first person monologue, n- n- like narrative of... The people in the engraving. The the two no, models really? in the engraving talking about <laughs> it. And they're like, well, I'm not gay and he's not gay, but it paid well. And we did that. And we were like trying to hold each other's dicks. And it was like really funny. So in the, and the artist was saying, stop laughing. Don't just hold his dick. Just look as though you're like, like looking into each other's eyes lovingly. And it's sort of like, it's not lovingly because we're like, we know each other, but we've never done this before. But we've got to talk about it. And it's talking through. Again, it's in this, this section. So you know what I mean about yeah. this is what I'm trying to say yeah, about yeah, okay. literary dick swinging is that you can bring in these literary devices. Which I've never... This, I've never experienced any of this before in a novel before. Right. Like, it's it's this crazy kind of thing. And I thought, oh, okay, it's just an interesting device. But as it goes through, a third layer, like a third framing story comes in, which is like this metaphysical theatre, which is recreate like which which is like outside of time dimension right which means that continuously there is a a, a like a, a play going on mm. of the main story of the main of our june and the, of that story of june and kima right there are a cast of actors in some metaphysical eternal theater holy shit play, like playing like like recreating this from scratch ah. 
And so all of these side characters, all of these side characters who are giving first person narratives seem to be sort of like, you know, the cast members are yeah. like, oh, I've got to step into this role. Oh, yeah. there's a bird over here. I'm yeah. going to be the bird. And you yeah. see someone like, you know, pretending to like flapping their, yeah. like pre- flapping their yeah. arms. Like, yeah. oh, I'm a bird now. And you're like, okay, you're the bird. What are you thinking, bird? Oh, I'm thinking about this. Oh, what are you, I'm going to be someone who dies, you know, so someone's on stage. And normally those people, don't, you don't like get their actually, again, this is my interpretation of what's going on here. And it feels like that's what it, and I read some other people's reviews and they're like, oh yeah, and there's this weird theater thing and people like the side characters are giving. The, so it's, there's this whole thing and and all the way through this book the the recreation of the main story we're like okay uh, is this actually the story that's happening or is this the story that's happening like in this idealized metaphysical theater of the story yeah or is it the story that the grandmother is telling it's the son told, yeah. or is it the story that the father is telling the son because the father and grandmother disagree on what the actual story oh, is oh right Okay. One of the key things that happens at the end of the before section, before we actually get into the main five days, the grandmother says, oh, and just so you know, this is actually a love story. And the father is like, it's not a love story. (laughs) It's not a love story. What are you talking about as a love story? It's like an action adventure story. And the grandmother's like, no, it's actually a love story. So as you go through, you get these conflicting (laughs) things where like June and Kima, it's sort of like... this is their this is their like meet cute you know and he's yeah. got one arm and they fight and stuff yes. and there's lots of flirting going on so that that feels mostly like uh, yeah it's a well, romance yeah the, the, the whole book's like a romance like it's a romance wrapped in a you know literary tale with wrapped in a fantasy fantasy tale uh, you know what this reminds me of what? when you said that that reminds me a little bit of the the Lego movie you know where the the kid is playing the characters yeah. and then the sister comes in and yeah, yeah, introduces yeah, yeah, yeah. a different kiss well that's the thing like the the Lego movies mm. and the, the first and m- almost more so the second movie it's, I think it's, I'm talking about the second one yeah, yeah yeah that is so much more experimental than almost any movie that you can see <laughs> so I'm like so wait this story is happening in one kid's brain but then another kid is having another story happening in their brain and it's like about the tension between girls and boys and playing and what they want to do and one wants to have a macho, macho action sequence and the other the girl wants to have something colorful yeah it is it is crazy this is what this book is doing if you right. know I mean. right right like what what how it's gonna finish and like is this a real world is this a real story is it all in the imagination of the grandparents yeah. that they're that they're trying to create like a family myth that like oh we come from this you know whatever yeah. stuff going on that that's very um, fun Be- but then this, this is always the question of this kind of like and it comes back to uh, if a, a, fo- a tree falls in the forest and nobody's around does it actually fall this is yeah. the kind of like um if if you ever, if if two people are telling a story, yeah, the people that are in the story, yeah, are becoming alive yeah, and yeah. having like, and then they come and like, oh, uh, and I looked over there and this happened, and then I looked yeah. over there and that happened, and it's like, oh, um, why am I doing now? Yeah, that, just you know, it's, if a tree falls in the in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Not did it fall? No, it fell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I know what you mean. Sort of like all of this kind of stuff is going on in there. So right. Um, uh, yeah so this book lots of good stuff happens in this and I was really into it for a while because again just enjoying the writing like the Simon Jimenez really good writer like lots of you know like I say on that kind of word by word sentence by sentence you're like oh that's a really good sentence you know I, I, did, I was listening to an audiobook so I couldn't didn't make any notes at the time but really good yeah. and then on a like action sequence kind of thing of like what's happening it's yeah. like in this weird world where weird things are possible and that's fun and then like the, the world building is all really good Yeah. Um, and then all of these this literary dick swinging is very interesting and very well executed yeah um 
until well pretty much until like day four and a half okay where i'm like right we everything's set up and the right people have died and the right people are left alive and then yeah and then it just becomes it becomes a bit like marvel movie like and we need a big battle sequence so let's bring out the big guns and stuff and i'm like oh yeah when everyone just gets superpowers it actually becomes less interesting yes and the like the will they won't they between uh june and kima mm. was really fun until they got like mind meld powers and stuff and they can just like read each other's minds and they're all hot for each other and i'm like well oops yeah whatever and it, it was really weird that it was like growing along but it, di- it didn't stick the landing very Aww. well for me and then then the last day ha- finishes and i'm like oh okay well i guess that's the end and then i looked and there was still like two hours worth of the audiobook and it's sort of like hmm. it's sort of like oh no like like there was this big section before and yeah, then we tell like the story epilogue? and then there's an epilogue and this right. is where simon Jimenez is, is pretty much literally saying and you think something's gonna be unsatisfying isn't it well sometimes life is unsatisfying what is it sort of like <laughs> when all the threads had been completing they complete oh sorry this is the breaking expectations part when all the threads had been completed they were left unsatisfied and I was like, uh, that's it. I was like, mm, yeah, I am left unsatisfied. <laughs> so, but that means because they didn't, they didn't get together wanted, and one of them had to go. He wanted you to be unsatisfied and he achieved that. Yeah, but but I was expecting June and no Kima to get together. But then there's half an hour of the story left once he said all of that. Oh. And he's like, psych, they do get together. And here is a graphic <laughs> anal sex scene. The end. And I'm like, really? That's what we're going to do? And I was like, okay, okay. Like, I know I'm giving away the end of the book. But like, trigger warning for anal graphic anal sex scenes. This is how the book ends. And it's sort of like, and they penetrated and they grunted together. And... <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed Audible's <laughs> presentation of... And I was like, all oh, right. So, so that's what we're doing now, is it, Simon Jimenez? And it's great. Like, it's a great moment in the book. And I'm like, wow, okay, you brought that back around. Was not expecting that. Well, I kind of was expecting that, but I wasn't expecting, like, the route that we took to get there. So... Overall, this book is a bit of a roller coaster ride because it's literally saying expectations are bad, but actually they make you satisfied. But um, you're not satisfied. But are you satisfied with this? But it, in but in the end, it does feel like the literary dick swinging is hitting me in the face a bit too much because it gets to the point where I'm not enjoying a story anymore because the the author is doing that like postmodern thing of going ah story story ah oh, not really actually a story. Is there any of this? Did any of this happen? Ah, none of this happened. Actually, it did happen. But what if it happened? like this and it get and that's what the last like quarter of the book feels like to me right. where i'm just sort you of took like, it a bit too far ah, actually like it, of of all the literary dick swinging that i've been enjoying up till now it felt like it was in aid of telling a better story and telling like a story of more interesting characters yeah. but you do get to that point where like it takes it to the next step and i'm like oh actually no you've crossed a line now mm. and you've broken my immersion in the story or you've broken my enjoyment of the story by just yeah just, that's such just, a tight rope to, it is a tight like, rope to walk yeah. and many authors no and the thing is i think simon jimenez 
for a lot of people, this would work out. For me, it was working out, but it just got to the point where it kind of crossed the line where like the exploration of tropes got a bit too rote, but then also unsatisfying. And he, he kind of put on, just for me, too many layers in it, yeah. a, a few too many layers in it, which kind of rem, like took me out of the story a bit more yeah. than it needed yeah. to be. You know, I, I've had this before. Like one thing that comes to mind was um, Red Shirts by John Scalzi, where it's all about, oh, mm. this is all happening. This, is this, has this all been a TV show all along mm-hmm. and the Red Shirts, they're going to actually survive this one or whatever. And it gets all the way to like the end of that main story. And then they're like, and then an asteroid hit the ship and everyone died. But, and it doesn't matter because it wasn't real anyway. And you're like, oh, that kind of, you, you overstepped the mark there, mm. if you know what I mean. Of yeah. course, Simon Jimenez is, is working on a literary level way above what John Scalzi does. But you think that you're reading a fun story and that there's some escapism there. Yeah. But, and like I say, up until three quarters of the way through this book, all of the literary dick swinging was adding to what I thought was a great story. Yes. And then at the end, it kind of was sort of like, and now I'm going to take a pickaxe to it or like an explosion to it or whatever it is yeah. and just break it all down. And you're like, well, there's not that statue that you were building. All of the other stuff was a tool to make it look better. Yeah. And now you just use them all as a tool to destroy it all. Yeah. And then he's sort of like, oh, maybe if I just clump it together a bit at the end and say, actually, that's not the real end of the story. You know, the grandmother had it right and the father didn't have it right. Right. So, yeah, here's something at the end. I'm like, yeah, but like I don't. Yeah, it's always like these kind of things. They are really like doing this skillfully is is very impressive. But then also holding it together skillfully as well is also difficult. It's like, you know, while you were telling me all that, I yeah. had different images in my head. I had images of boxes and boxes, yeah. Russian dolls and Russian dolls. And then I had cake, you know, yeah, like the layers of, layers a cake, of yeah. cake and the, the different uh, levels of cake. And then, yeah. you know, sometimes the, you, they roll in the cake and then ta-da, turns out <laughs> there was a person inside yeah, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't actually cake. So where is the cake? We want the cake. Yeah, so like at the end, like, where's my cake? Exactly. And so it, it is not only about during this exploration of the literary levels and yeah. layers, but it is also at the end what you what you are left with. Yeah. Right. And that is the difficult thing. And that is the difficult thing to like there there are steps of difficulty on this journey yeah. of this writing of this literary style. Yeah. But then the holding it all together. But that, is, it, that's <laughs> the thing. If your if your one of your main purposes is to say, oh, I'm not going to satisfy you with the normal story beats. Yes. There has to be enough that enough else there like yes. there has to be something really interesting to explore and in this and i think in the vanished birds where he went at the end of that story yeah. was so dark and so opposite from what you would normally get with one of those stories where you're like hey and we're all a found family and we're on the ship together and everything's going to be great because yeah. all we need to do is believe in ourselves and yeah. we work together but that's not how life and works. it's sort of like and the corporations go and the moment you're inconvenient to us <laughs> we will literally take your body apart yeah. cell by cell yeah. and you're like oh no that's not how these stories you know so but where it then took us was somewhere interesting mm. was i i i think for this like maybe i'm not i'm not interested enough in fantasy like fantasy superpowers mm. even though it's like really interesting that the way you get your superpowers is by eating other things which have magic in them <laughs> and at one point the the guy's like oh no we used to eat our our ancestors but it was like a you know you, you don't need you know it's something that was like an honor to them you do it to honor their memory and to take part of them along with you and other people are like are you sure and he's sort of like no 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 it was an honor like to be eaten like it was a good anyway so there's these different things explained yeah what was it going with that like but yeah it's like what's left at the end yeah. isn't there. And 
this is one of those things where like I enjoyed a lot of this book on that like intellectual level and appreciating the writing and appreciating stuff yeah but when i got to the end of the book i was like did i actually enjoy that but like was i like did i enjoy that like yeah. am i do like if you say hey do you want to do this like read this again i'd be like i maybe read like the first like the before chapter again just to see like what like what i missed like the first time because i didn't know what i was experiencing yes. like uh, what's this other you know reference yeah. points and what's the other stuff going on i'm sure there was a lot mentioned there yeah which i didn't quite get to so yeah it's one of those things where i'm just like oh right yeah if i had but again it comes down to the point where like is something satisfying like i think the first book the the vanished birds that i read by somebody it was satisfyingly unsatisfying it was yes. like i'm not going to satisfy you way that you would normally expect from a novel like a science fiction novel i'm going to take it in a different direction and that's going to be satisfying because you're going to have a new experience yeah unfortunately with this book like i it took me away and sort of like, I'm not going to satisfy you in that way, but here, over here, I'm going to satisfy you in this way. And that wasn't satisfying to me either. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like the unfulfilled expectations and all that kind of stuff wasn't paid off in a way. Yeah. So again, this book, I enjoyed it on many levels, but actually it was like that last quarter of the book, like especially day five, where the, the like where it kind of took the focus away from our two main characters and kind of went off in different directions. Yeah. And then started following other threads and started connecting it together and sort of like, oh, and this person went to there and then they got the spear and they went here and then that person and this is the this is the line that gets all the way up to this modern frame story thing. And I was like uh, well, thanks for telling me all of that, but I didn't actually need that now. Like, right. I, it was much better the when it was... The unsatisfaction got satisfied in a way that was yeah, unsatisfying. I, no, because the literary <laughs> divide, the literary tellings of the theatre and the grand, you know, yeah. the storytelling, that was enough. Like, I didn't yeah. need it to be explained to me. Yeah. And then suddenly I'm like, right, so now we have a half hour expectation of how all these threads come together. Yes. And I'm like, well, um, that's not very satisfying. And then he said... When all the threads had been completing, they were left unsatisfied. I'm like, yeah, I you just spent like like the last section of this book and all this time that's like three hours of yeah. this audiobook not satisfying me. Yeah. And if you don't pull a gag to finish the book with an anal sex scene, like it's fun. It's a fun twist. It's like setting it's a it's a fun whatever. But also that's not satisfying either because it doesn't feel it didn't feel real at that point. Right. It's sort of like, well, you were waiting for this all along, and instead of having sex, they kept on challenging each other to fights and then they would have a wrestling match it's like, fight me, and they all do this, and I'm like, This is foreplay. Like they keep they keep like grappling each other and fighting each other and punching each other and because they're two warriors and they don't know how they're men and they don't know how to express their like affection for each other, so it all comes through and like, fight yeah. me now. It's so like just you should be fucking by now. Like this is obviously the thing, this, and they do, and they don't all the way through, and it it pays off. You know that sexual tension pays off, but in a way which is all like ah, I guess you wanted a sex scene all this time, didn't you? Here's a sex scene, the end. Yeah. Audible hopes you've enjoyed this. Program. This ending is oh, very. Right, right, this like is this. ending like I I think this ending works much better with the audible version than <sighs> just reading it. I think um I think this reminds me a little bit of the way that. Uh, men hug. <laughs> There's like uh, you can yeah, see that like especially. Each other, like, can, no, 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 hey. oh, no, no. Right. You can see that especially in tennis. So in in women's tennis, people walk up, they come together, put their arms around and, and give themselves a hug. Yeah. Each other. So men come up and then they kind of do a hug, but then they take one hand and slap each other on the chest, yeah, yeah. like like do do, yeah, or they slap each know, other on just, the back. We just doop. like monkeys who wear yeah. like who don't have the hair all over their bodies. It's absolutely that. There's no. Effect, 
affection is like let's just no 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 hug no this is like we're animals this is our our social system no no, no. men can also hug in proper ways i know, I know that but if you're two strong men at the center of attention yep. your match is finished you need to go and like, some men will do it like some people do it and they'll go and they'll cry like, i remember what was it at the in the um olympics final in in uh, rio in what was it 2016 and andy murray comes out and he goes over to um was it del potro and they're just like leaning on each other because the oh. match has lasted like four and a half hours five sets <laughs> or crazy. whatever it is and they're just leaning each other like sobbing into each other's thing so again yeah. it can happen but the the expected thing is that you hug with one arm and you slap the back or you slap the chest or you slap the ass or you slap the hip of the other guy with the other yeah. thing and that's just accepted and it communicates what they want to communicate you know yeah. it's just what happened either way like i don't want to critique i don't want to critique men hugging at sporting events because i, I do think, want to critique that no it's not it's because that's how it, it's nothing to critique it's just it's just how it's done like french people kiss on like and yeah. english people shake hands it's like it's just what's expected in that situation yeah anyway uh so this is a weird um step between satisfying unsatisfying satisfying the the unsatisfying here's the thing here's the thing Blade Runner I think is like an amazing movie one of the most influential movies like after it was made like almost every science fiction movie has been sitting has been in the shadow of Blade Runner you know what I mean yeah amazing movie don't actually enjoy it that much if you know what right. I mean it's one of those things yeah. where as the yes no yes it's like the yes you know is, is it good is it yeah. bad yeah. like I, I appreciate all the movie making sections the yeah. music's great the acting's great like everything about it is good but in the end I'm like I'm, I don't think I don't think I'm enjoying this right you know what I mean yeah and yeah it's it's more appreciation on yeah on a meta level and there's some movies which i will appreciate and in just enjoy the ride and can have that like se- like stepping like being allowed to be outside of myself yes and yes. i understand what you and, mean yeah and uh, again i'm not saying blade runner is a bad movie again i enjoy watching it but i'm enjoying watching the movie making yeah. rather than enjoying the story or the the characters or the telling of or whatever it is yes. i'm enjoying the telling of the story more than the story itself now here comes my reading of what you just said yeah. in 40 minutes about this book a book has to and this is what i always find so difficult it has to work for many 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 different kinds of people no it doesn't this book is not for many many different kinds of people no 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 what i'm saying is even for the people who this book is for yeah people will read this different and you are a very specific kind of person who reads things very specifically and you you have different modes of reading what like some things i'll read completely uncritically and other ones i will say all right you're doing this are you right exactly but you have a very very sharp mind and you have a very very analytical like you can see all this Mm. lots of people will read this and enjoy it just as much as you do on this certain level but they don't step through all the the additional meta levels of oh i see what you're doing here and yeah i I know what's gonna happen you are very very good with this lots of people aren't so this is like for for some people who didn't get this who didn't see this coming who didn't really and for 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 those people this might just work really well just uh, just for example i talked about the carpets that they had carpets 
yeah, there's some carpets which are like you never mentioned carpets. I said that the the people in the modern in the more modern time and they had some carpets that they wanted to sell to earn money to, to get some money. That was in a site where you said one you, you didn't say any. Like, I, okay, I, okay. I thought Car- I, I thought maybe you. I skipped over it because it felt like I was just blah blah blahing. Yes. I was X Y Zing. I was right and so on and so on and people so on. People are carpets. trying to sell carpets. Yeah, and then in the in the main storyline in the fantasy storyline we have there's a family which has carpets and they make carpets or whatever yeah. you know one of these industrial powerhouse people right uh, and they have carpets and i was like oh right so that's the connection that you know that's you know it's oh carpets. that's the fa- this is the family which is the carpet and founding myth something something and that was all the connection i needed and so that's what i'm saying when you got to that half hour section or whatever it was when they're like all right now this person took the spear and they went over there and then this person and then it goes delivered here yeah. and i was like oh I, like i say i didn't need i didn't want all of that connection i didn't yes, need all that connection exactly you it didn't felt need like that. it felt like it was much better to be like this mythical back like this mythical story yeah which had been expanded and expanded over the generations. Yeah. And that's what and then that's what the theater anyway, like all of this stuff in my head I didn't need it spelling out for me as much. Yeah, if but you know some what I mean. people will probably No, no, need I'm that. not saying that other people do. Anyway, let's go over to Goodreads. Right. This has got a 4.24 rating. That's pretty high. Which is a very good rating. Yes. Because I think that this book will work for a lot of people because they're they're going to be into this and they're going to be into that. Yeah. And it is weirdly more satisfying and uplifting than the vanished birds which is like super grim <laughs> but this you know, has cannibalism in it yeah yeah <laughs> no that's the thing but yeah okay put it this way there's like this thing called like, there's this fantasy which is like grim dark fantasy or yes. whatever it is yes. which is much more like it's like violent for the sake of violence and this for mm. the sake of this mm. and it's it doesn't have any of it doesn't it, it's it's sort of like dark for the sake of it because all oh, the world is dark and this mm-hmm. is just but this isn't this is actually like even with all the grim stuff in like some people on their reviews here i saw somebody oh of course i've refreshed it so let me just say here uh, uh diva diana rated it five stars what a magical experience Lindsay rated it two stars um with talking a bit there. he says basically i want to give it four or five stars for literary cleverness or one star for actual enjoyment of the reading experience that's different from me i would give it the four or five stars for literary clever- cleverness but i wouldn't only give it one star for actual enjoyment right. i would give it like two and a half stars for actually actually you know enjoyment yes two and a half so it's like uh, halfway enjoyable right anyway so that's quite fun ziven rated it five stars and ellison rated it um three stars Ellison says, this novel irritated the hell out of me, shifting perspective, stuffed with fluff, a deliberate vagueness. But I kept reading because the world was vivid and the characters were engaging. And it is. It's like a vivid world with engaging characters. Right. Then he didn't like the the literary dick swinging, the uh, shifting perspective, stuffed with fluff, deliberate vagueness, which I actually appreciate. Yes. So different layers. That's yeah, why I wanted to talk about this. It's that some people yeah. are annoyed about the one thing and are enjoying the story. Other people are like not so interested in the story and more enjoying the. And but if it, if it, if it hits you on both levels, it's a five star book for yeah, sure. Absolutely, this is totally definitely somebody's five star book. Yes, it could have been my five star book. And I was thinking that like when I was up into like day two or five, yeah. I was like ah. Oh. But then it, as it carried on, I was like. Oh, I, I, I'm getting it all now. And now you've really got to stick the ending with the story. Yeah. Either like pay it off and it just be like great. And this is just a great framework. Or you've got to do something like satisfyingly unsatisfying. Yes. Like, which is, isn't just a, and that's the thing. Like when people talk about like um, going against tropes, like a trope, a trope isn't bad and knocking down a trope 
also isn't bad. Yeah. But if you if all you're doing is knocking down a trope, like you're just undermining a trope and saying, ah, this is how it normally go, but I'm not going to do that, blah, blah. Like, that's not bad. What you replace it with has to be clever. It has to be clever enough or interesting enough or satisfying enough in a different yeah. way. Yeah. And this, it, this just didn't get there for me. Right. Let me have a look at community reviews. Yeah, there's quite a few people. Oh, this is indeed a love story down to the dent, blade dented bone, you know. So lots of people giving it five stars here as well. Um, <coughs> so, yeah. Oh, someone's put a big excerpt here as well. Uh, again, it's difficult for me. I should have, like, when I actually made my notes, I had some tabs open. And, of course, since then, uh, cool. it's been, yeah. it's been oh, a few oh, maybe, three days. Maybe you even uh, switched to computer since then? Uh, no, 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 no. no, no. no. This was, was just a few few days ago. But yeah, yeah, lots of people are just saying it's excellent. It's a great experience. So yes. I, I want to encourage people to read this book. I think it is worth reading. I don't think you should read it, but I no, think there is. But, uh, no, I really want to read yeah, it. No, <laughs> you it, made but it. But it's so seventeen hours. It. It's it's a long book. Okay. And I and I and I think so, some great literary books don't have to be as long as they are. Yes. This is stuffed with fluff. Right. So it is stuffed with stuff. Yes. It is overstuffed. Right. But sometimes in my life, I have periods of my life where this could fit. Right. So I might keep it on my to read list. Maybe. Oh, and this is how it came to me. Let's have a quick look here. So somebody posted something on um, the uh, Goodreads thing and called... It's a BRP listener group. Yeah, it's called... Books to recommend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me just... Let me go over here to... Uh, to the listener group. So if you go on goodreads.com yes. and you become my friend and you become Juliana's friend, yeah. you can also go to the page which is called SFBRP Listener's Discussion. It's a it's a reading group here. And we have different threads which people um, post in, pretty much two threads that people keep posting in, yes. um, which is episode feedback and books I would like to see reviewed, which this is where this book came in. So uh, yeah, lots of people... Who recommended I'm it? I'm trying to find it now. So let me go to the last page. Right. I'm obviously looking at my computer. I should. Uh, who did this? This one? should have been done in preparation. Yeah, I had this. I had this, this open before as well. So I'm looking down. This is why I'm it. working with tab groups. And let me go. Tab groups are fun. Okay, it was actually Ziven. Ziven did it oh. here, and Ziven was the person who rated it five stars. Five stars. So Ziven <laughs> rated it five surprising. stars. I'd like to recommend. Let me turn my microphone a bit. I'd like to recommend The Spear Cuts Through Water by Simon Jimenez. It's not what I expected from the author of The Vanished Birds. It's more of a dark fantasy where all romantic notions about God's magic emperors and war are set aside. I don't think they're set aside. I think they're... Well, I guess the romantic notions. Yes, okay, the romantic notions are set aside. Yet it's an action-adventure full of fleshed-out characters struggling to persevere during oh, wait, the endgame. You need to slow down. Yet it is an adventure, action-adventure full of fleshed-out characters struggling to persevere during the endgame of an upheaval of epic proportions. Okay. It says, an interesting trick Jimenez does is giving the red shirts a voice. Oh, he actually mentioned red shirts. Maybe that's why I was thinking about red shirts. <laughs> right. Once sentence... Uh, yeah, one sentence that personalizes them as they expire. So right. it's it's not only the people who are, are dying who yeah. who uh, who get their voice, but it is yeah, it's sort of like what would their spirit be thinking right now? Or what it's is, interesting. What I is really that? like this idea of so thank you, different thank you, Ziven. Um, I probably wouldn't have read it. So if you want me to read a book, uh, go over to. Um, Go over to, uh, yeah, SFBRP listener group, books I would like to see reviewed or hear reviewed. So, yeah, Ziven's rated some books. Lindsay, Ryan has rated some books. Kai, Hollow Man, um, Amy, Ziven again, Colin, Roland, Mark. Uh, thank you to everyone who contributes here. Um, Saku, 
so I think Ori also sometimes. Yeah, Julianne is in here. Ramrum, Ori, yeah, lots of people. Oh, that's going back like a year now. So yeah. again, uh, if, if you, you write not, in here, and we're not always gonna get it to it immediately no. or at all ever, but yeah, it is very helpful. Yeah, it is helpful, and that's what the, that's what how I found this book. Oh, that's why I wanted to do this book. It's because it was recommended there, and I enjoyed his last book. Um, I think I gave it four. Well, actually, I can I can look at it here. I can see four hundred and thirty. Yes, four thirty. Vanished birds. I gave it four stars. Right. And this book, I will give three and a half stars. <gasps> okay, that kind of fits. Uh, the spear cuts through water. I always want to say the spear that cuts through water, but it isn't. Yes. It's in the present tense. The spear cuts through water. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I'm going to give it three and a half stars. Uh, and on Goodreads, that'll probably be rounded up to four stars, just because I think it is worth. You know, it's. It, I want to. You want to encourage? Well, I just want to give a positive <clears throat> signal to, about this book because yeah. I think it is worth reading, even if in the end, again, it's one of those books. It could have been a five star book, and it it just didn't pay off. If you know right. what I mean. For you. For me, but right. it, obviously, it's paying off for a lot of people. It's very highly rated, so uh, I would cool. recommend it. Well, I will certainly keep it on my to-read list, and yeah, if at that. some point I feel like it, or it comes available on the library. What app, book are you reading what... now? Um, oh, you're doing Adrian Tchaikovsky next book in the whatever series. Well, oh, you switched over to a different book. I had to. It got taken away from me. Oh, you're doing the library book thing where <laughs> you've only got three weeks to read it at a time. Yes, and it's a chunky book again. So yeah. yes, I'm officially reading that one. But while I don't have it, I'm reading a in between novel, which is one of the. Um, um, is it sexy space adventure? Fryn Fisher? No, uh. Fryn. Like it's you know it was done uh, put on Netflix as a as a show. This is a a, a woman investigator in the twenties in Australia. Oh, okay. You're um, doing... It's nice. I uh, I enjoy the characters and it's an e- easy in intermediate re- re- reading. And it's also, like a Maisie Dobbs replacement. It is a Maisie Dobbs replacement playing out in Australia, but oh, also okay. this specific book. Um, it is about. Uh, a conductor being murdered and sheet music stuffed in their throat. So it hits. <laughs> so you like it from a musical point of view as well. It's a, it's a lot, it ticks a lot of boxes for me. So that's an in-between read. But yes, I'm officially reading the next up, um, Adrian Tchaikovsky, which yep. I now, of course, totally forgot the title of. Yeah, yeah. But the next book in the, the next book. architecture series. Or yes. the architect series. Yes. Final architecture? The final? The fi- yeah, I think um, maybe. The final whatever Okay. Anyway, it's the final something. Yes, that is the book I'm currently cool. Well, doing. Um, and you? Well, I started a book. I yeah. was like, hey, check out whatever, whatever. I think what it got to the point was that I was looking at the uh, the. Uh, I wasn't thinking back to it. I was like, I need to. I was like, I should read like a, a, another book by a woman because I was looking back. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, like, oh, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to go like ten books in a row. And like, I did that project a few years ago where I decided to read fifty percent men, fifty percent women, yeah. and I did it for two years. Yeah. Nobody noticed at all. But no. I found some new favorite authors, whatever you know. And it was a, it was always an opportunity to be like, look down the to read list. Whenever I get to a woman. I'll just pick that one above yeah. a man or whatever, yeah. you know, male it's author. Good. So it's pretty easy. But there just hasn't been, I just don't, not that there's not, not many women on my to-read list or what books I really want to get into. Yes. It's just there hasn't been many men on there either, or not any authors, you know, specifically. Yes. So it's just like these bo- one or two, like, random books that pop up. Yeah. And one of the random books that popped up was um, Anne Leckie and her new book in the Ancillary Justice um you know, Imperial Radish uh, book series. Yeah. The fifth book there. Okay. And I got about a chap- two chapters in, three chapters in. I was like, oh, this isn't for me. Right. Because as I mentioned to you before, she has 
completely transitioned over which i thought the first book in that series the you know the ancillary justice yeah book mercy sword yeah the first one ancillary justice yeah was kind of, there was some grittiness to it there was some edge to it yeah and by the second book the cap the spaceship was going out and the, the person who had a spaceship brain in them was going out and it was mostly about drinking tea with people yeah and i was like oh right by book five and lecky has entirely transitioned over to being a cozy science fiction author yeah which and is like which is fine which but is fine not, not for you not totally not for me <laughs> yeah. like if someone yeah. says oh it's cozy science fiction that for, for now if it's like, if it's cozy science fiction, it's fine. But if it's cozy science fiction, which is, you know, Tor Wave, Squeak, or, and all of the stuff that comes along with that, I it, 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 in, it I realize, oh, this is just not for me at all. Yeah. There's nothing there for me at all. That happened, so um, you gave the book back. So, yeah, I, I literally just a few minutes before doing this podcast, I, <laughs> I said, Audible, I'm returning this. Give me my credit back. So I've still got, I've, I think I'm back to now four credits available or oh, three credits available on okay. on um, Audible again, which I will, I will get, I will find something that gets, that appeals to me. Okay. But because I wasn't reading that anymore for the last few nights, I was like, you know, I just, just, I started listening to the, um, uh, 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 Emily Wilson's translation of Homer's Odyssey again. Oh, that's <laughs> and nice. And now a few sections in that, and I was like, "Why? What's the? Why did I suddenly latch onto this as the thing that I found in my Audible Emily library?" Emily Wilson. Is it Emily Wilson? Emily Watson? No, that's Homer. the wrong. That's the wrong. Wrong. Uh... Emily Wilson translator. The Odyssey. Oh. Emily Wilson translator. This one. Here. Right. We okay. talked about it. Yes. So for some reason I had a different name in my head. I'm probably not going to finish that. I just felt it felt like a bit of. It felt like a bit of uh, epicness. Yeah. Uh, Homer, sometimes and, and sometimes you need some epicness. some something that you know you're gonna enjoy. Fifty five minutes here in this podcast. I think we peaked at around about twenty five minutes. So let's wrap this we up. Did. You can follow me um, on Goodreads. Become my friend on Goodreads. So yes. I can also see if you've read a book and uh, mentioned your, mentioned your reviews, which I always like. Uh, like I really like, like the cover art of this. It's very good. It's very it, like epic illustration. Yeah. Uh, I can't really see what it like. The, I can't really see the details, but the 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 way it pops is yeah, really I'm good. Trying to, I'm can't trying to enlarge the, it. I'm trying you? to make the picture. So if I uh, copy image address, there we go. And if I type it there, there we go. It's a little bit bigger. I can go like this now. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. This guy has only looks got like one a hand. arm. It looks like a hand. This is a hand. Yeah. Well, that looks like a hand. But you see this arm here. This guy's yeah. got two arms and a sword. And this is the guy with the spear. The spear. So this is this is uh, June, and this is Kima. Right. Oh, I get it. Although I always thought his arm was chopped off a little bit higher than that. But again, you've got if you're going to illustrate in illus in, oh, forget it. I'm just going to move on. Yes. It's, uh, thanks, it's a fun. Thanks looking. a lot for listening, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Goodbye.